Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For service times or giving options, visit us at weareradiant.com. Well, welcome to Christmas Eve at Radiant Church. I am so glad that you are joining us for this special Christmas Eve online special. My name is Aaron Burke. I am the lead pastor here at Radiant Church. We are one church with five locations, and you are joining us at our online location. And I've got a little bit of a studio audience here today. So we want to welcome you guys. We're glad that you guys are joining us online. We pray that this Christmas is filled with a lot of hope, a lot of joy, and that you're having some great time with your family. We're in the finale of a series that we have called this year, The Nightmare Before Christmas. Our creative team came up with this title, and I thought it was perfect because nothing could describe this year better than that title right here. We have lived through a nightmare, so much crisis, so much uncertainty, but I've come to bring you some good news because we believe, and it's right there in your notes, that Christmas equals hope. You can fill it out right there on the app. Christmas equals hope. This is the story of Christmas that 2,000 years ago in a season very similar to where we're in right now where there's a lot of darkness, a lot of unknown. The Bible tells us in Matthew chapter 1, verse 23, says it like this, the virgin will conceive, talking about Mary, and she's gonna give birth to a son. This is the coming of Jesus. And they will call him, and here's the name they gave him, Emmanuel. What does Emmanuel mean? It means God with us. If you're looking for hope this Christmas, just understand God is with us. He is on our side. And that should bring us some encouragement right now. I love how it says it in the book of Galatians chapter 4. It says it like this, but when the right time came. I think this is important to understand because the right time was also a bad time. So it might seem like it's a difficult time, but the scriptures are very clear that when the right time came, that's when God sent his son, born of a woman, subject to the law, and God sent him to buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law so that he could adopt us as his very own children. This is the hope of Christmas, that when dark times are around us, when there's difficulty, it is the right time for God to come, the right time for God to come through for us. So if you're taking notes today, I want to give you our Christmas Eve series title that I think will really help you, and it's simply this, this is not what I expected. Come on, how many people, you can throw that in a chat right there. This is not what I expected. I know this describes a lot of this year, but when I think of this phrase, I think of Pinterest, where, you know, as a parent, we come up with these ideas that you see on Pinterest and you're like, I can do that, or I can make that, and the expectation and the reality don't always add up. I found some for you this Christmas Eve. How about this one? These kids, they, the expectation is that picture. How beautiful is that? The reality looks more like this right there. Come on, parents, we know that is the case. The expectation of the Christmas tree, look at that little snowman right there. That is a great Pinterest expectation. If you try it at your home, the reality, it looks more like that, isn't it? How, how sad is that guy right there? All right, here's one more. The expectation is you're going to get your kids. You're going to go down to the store, go down to the mall, and take photos with Santa. That's the expectation. But then the reality is it's 2020, and it looks more like this with Santa's behind the glass with a mask. How sad is that right there? 
But truly, that is how a lot of our 2020 has ended up. We had these major expectations. I looked back in my life and I read some of my goals that I had at the beginning of this year. I just laughed a lot. I want to travel more this year. That was not a good reality. I want to hang out with more people. I want to get closer to my extended family. All these great goals. The reality, they didn't add up. We thought it would be a dream year. It ended up being a nightmare. Maybe that's how it's worked with your marriage. You thought it would be a dream. It's ended up being a nightmare. You thought college would end up one way. It didn't turn out the way you expected. You thought that you would be further along in in life. And then what happened? It's not where you expected it to be. You thought that person would live. They ended up dying. Just a few weeks ago, this hit close to home with me, with one of my closest friends in life. And he contracted COVID young, 42 years old, and really no even pre-existing conditions, yet contracted COVID. I thought it would be okay. I thought he would make it through it. A few weeks later, he died. It ended up being a nightmare. I didn't think it would end up this way. I didn't think it was, this was going to be what I expected. And I think that's how a lot of us are experiencing the end of this year. And I want to bring you some hope because I believe that even Mary bringing Jesus into the world, it wasn't what she expected, but I'm going to show you how God used this situation for good. So if you have your Bibles this Christmas Eve, I want you to look at it in Luke chapter 2. It starts in verse 1 this way. It says, in those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This is the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria And everyone went to their own town to register. Now, if we read that quickly, we'll miss the details of this story that you've got to understand are realities to Mary. Mary is probably eight to nine months pregnant at this point. And now there's political upheaval. Now she has to go and get a census taken. She's got to travel. And then you got to figure out that she's not going to travel to her town. She's going to go to her in-laws at Joseph's town. It says it like this in verse four. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house, the line of David. Didn't say Mary belonged to the house, the line of David, but Joseph did. And he went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married with him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came Remember, Galatians tells us it was the right time, so it's God's perfect timing, for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. Okay, let's picture this. This is the Son of God coming to the earth. She has this immaculate conception where now she is given this assignment to bring Jesus into the world. And I thought in her mind, she was probably going, oh, it was an immaculate conception. It was a marvelous experience. Now it's going to be a marvelous delivery. He's going to come out with a halo on, speaking in proper English. Mother, how awesome and excited I am to change the world. You know, he had this, she had this probably this whole idea that it would come out this certain way And yet everything seemed to go wrong. There's political upheaval. She now has to go to Joseph's 
town to be with the in-laws, to give birth. I don't know about you. I don't know any woman that wants to give birth in front of her in-laws. Then she has to go on a journey. It's a two to three day journey. And this is before cars. This is before planes. She's probably riding on a donkey or walking a lot of the ways, eight to nine months pregnant. And then she gets there and the time comes for her to have the baby. The water breaks. There's no epidural for her available. And now she's looking for a place to have the child. There's no hospital. There's no bed available. The only place available is a stable in the back of somebody's home where animals would feed and lay. This was not what she pictured. You think your 2020 ended up bad? Imagine this birth story. And here's the question for you. Why would God in all of his sovereignty choose for his son to come into the world in this kind of story. It doesn't make sense to me. If I was God and I was writing the story, it would be an incredible experience of him coming down and floating down from heaven. But God did it different, and here's why. Because I think Christmas sets a precedent for how we need to understand our lives, and it's simply this. Write it down in your notes, because Jesus does his best miracles in the midst of our messy situations. You're looking for a word from God today for this year. I want to remind you that Christmas shows us that God does his best miracles in the midst of messy situations. A messy manger scene, that is where he's at. A messy situation is where he's at. So if you feel like your life is a mess, perfect. It's the exact environment God wants to use to bring Emmanuel, God, with us into the midst of that messy situation. We see this all throughout the scriptures. Later on in Jesus's life, the Bible tells us that him and the disciples were on a lake and a storm came up. It is in Mark chapter 4, verse 37. It says it like this, a furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat. Can you imagine? How crazy this is. So it was nearly swamped, and Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? And what did he do? He got up, he rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the waves, the wind quieted down, and it was completely calm. The disciples are there, the storm is all around them, and little did they know that Jesus was in the midst of the situation with them. It's very easy for us to lose hope when we don't remember, wait, 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 Jesus is on our boat. He is with us. Why? Because Jesus always does his best miracles in the midst of our messy situation. Everybody wants the miracle. Nobody wants the mess that is necessary for the miracle to come. So if you feel like your 2020 has been filled with messes, maybe, just maybe, God is setting you up this year for a great miracle to happen, a great finish of this time. There was another story in the scriptures where the disciples were needing to pay tax. You know, these guys had all quit their jobs. They probably had very little money. So they're in this discussion of how do we get money to pay this, pay this tax? And maybe that's your situation in 2020. You lost your job. 
you having issues um, coming up with your, the finances for your bills. We've all been in that place before. And the Bible says in Matthew chapter 17, again, in the middle of their mess, look what Jesus tells them. He says, go to the lake and throw out your line. He says, take the first fish you catch, open its mouth, and you're going to find a four drachma coin. Take it and give it to them for your tax and for mine. Now, I don't know about you. If I'm the disciples and I'm throwing that line out there and I catch a fish and there's a coin in there, how many know I'm throwing another line in Jesus' name right there? I'm, I'm going I'm to throw a whole net right there. What was it? What did he show us at that point? Even your finances, when they're a mess, understand that if you'll put Jesus in the middle of it, if you'll go to Jesus, he'll provide everything you need. He will be there for you. I don't know what the chaos is in your life right now, but I do know that Christmas shows us that Jesus does his best miracles in the midst of messy situations. You see, it's right there in your notes. The question is not, will life have troubles? Life is filled with troubles. 2020 has showed us that life is uncertain. Life is chaotic. There's a lot of things that are out of our control. But the question you should be asking yourself is not, will life have troubles, but who do I have with me when life has troubles? You see, you're going to your friends, you're going to your family, you're going to Facebook. I want you to know, the solution is that you need to look for Emmanuel, God with us in the midst of our troubles. And I believe, I believe today that as I look back on this story of Mary, that what brought her hope in the midst of that chaos was her being reminded Wait, this is not just an ordinary child. This is God with me. Actually, it wasn't just her reminding herself. The Bible tells us that she was, a group of people came up and interrupted her that day, and they were shepherds. There were shepherds in the field nearby, and I don't know what your birth story was if you had a child recently, but we've had five children, my wife and I, and the last thing we want is shepherds in the fields nearby coming by to pay a visit. But in this story, these shepherds decided it was their job to go and find Mary and remind Mary of who the child was that was with her. They spent the day with her, telling her how this is the Messiah. This is the promised one. The angels had announced it to them. They were now reminding it to her. And we have a verse that I want to leave you with this Christmas Eve that I think is so impactful because it shows us how Mary, in the midst of her messy situation, realized who Jesus was and got through the situation strong. It says it like this in Luke chapter 2, verse 19. It says, but Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. Imagine that. In a time where she didn't get the birth story she wanted. She didn't get the location she wanted. It was a time of real chaos that she probably didn't ask for. She's probably around people she didn't want to be around. She has some visitors come and tell her, hey, 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 just want to remind you, that baby you have, it's the savior of the world. It's the, it's the miracle worker. It's the way maker. They're reminding her. And at that moment, Mary made a decision. I just want you to see it one more time because you'll miss it if you don't get it because you have a choice to make this Christmas Eve of what you're going to focus on. 
And here's what Mary did. One more time, Luke chapter 2, verse 19. Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. What are these things? I don't, I don't think she treasured up how bad the political situation was, how bad the situation was with her kids. I don't think she, she treasured up how bad the situation is where in the stable. I think she treasured up the fact that she now had the God of the universe with her. She had a decision to make. And it's a decision I want you to make today at the end of this year where everything else has kind of got your attention and you're waiting for your miracle. And I want to remind you, Jesus is in the midst. So what do we do when we're in the midst of a messy situation? Two things that I'll close with today. Number one is simply this. You need to remember what God has said. Remember what God has said. These shepherds came to Mary and told him, hey, 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 Mary, this isn't just a normal child. The angels have spoken. This is the promised Messiah. What were they doing? They were reminding Mary of what God has said. And many times we're in the midst of a messy situation and we're waiting for the miracle. And the thing that we need to be reminded with is, guess what? God has already spoken into this situation. We hold on to the promises of God. And here's what I believe. Write it down your notes this way. When you don't understand what you see, remember what God has said. Remember what God has said. Mary had a choice to make in this moment where it would seem like, man, this is not what I expected and I don't understand it, but I'm going to hold on to what God has said. I think of the early days of Radiant Church. I had dreams of, of what the church would look like. Honestly, it looks very similar to what, what it is right now. Multiple locations and thousands of lives changed and millions of dollars being used to impact the world. I, I had these dreams, but the reality wasn't as pretty as the dreams I had. I remember walking into the services sometimes and there was more rats than people in those services. And, and it was dirty facilities and it was kind of a gross situation. But I remember in those times, I would just hold on to what God has said. There's certain times in your life you need to hold on to the fact that God has told me I will get through this thing. God has told me that he is for me. I think of verses like Galatians chapter 6 verse 9. When times are tough, I go, whoa, 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 I'm not going to grow weary in doing good. For the proper time, God has told me I will reap a harvest if I do not give up. I think of Romans chapter 8, 31, where I declared over myself all the time, what shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? You need to be reminded what God has said. I think of Jeremiah chapter 32, verse 27, where God says, I am the Lord, the God of all mankind. Is anything too hard for me? Remember what God has said. One more, I, I think of this one, Habakkuk chapter one, verse five, where when things aren't the way I want them to be, I look back and hold on to this verse where God spoke over my life many, many times. He says, look at the nations and watch. Be utterly amazed, for I'm gonna do something in your days that you would not believe, even if you were told. If you're in a season where the expectation and the reality aren't meeting up, that's okay. Hold on to what God says. He is with you, he is for you, and hold on to his word. He'll get you through that messy situation. 
What else did she do? She pondered these things. She treasured them in her heart. And I think this is so crucial to close it out. You don't just remember what God has said. The second thing I believe Mary did at that moment is you remember what God has done. You remember what God has done. The miracle was in the midst. But really, the miracle wasn't the way that it would be years later. You see, Jesus was just this little baby. He didn't look like the Savior of the world. It didn't look like a full-blown miracle at that moment. But she had to remember, wait, 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 wait. Before I get frustrated on what I don't see, let me get frustrated on what God has done so far. She probably had this moment where the shepherds were speaking to her that she's reminded, whoa, 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 this is a miraculous baby. This is a miraculous thing. I, I wasn't even asking for this and God shows me. There's certain times in your life, and if you'll lean into this, wherever you're watching at home, there's certain times in your life where you have to lean into the fact that the miracle might not be where I want it to be, but I'm gonna hold on to the fact that I know that my life has been marked by miracle after miracle after miracle, and I'm not gonna get frustrated just because it's not where I want it to be right now. Here's, here's one of your last points, write down your notes this way. Remembering what God has done in the past gives me confidence that he will not fail me in the future. I've had to ha just hold on to this. In seasons of turmoil, you're in it this Christmas Eve. And, and, and I want to remind you, the miracle's in your midst, but while you're waiting for it, remember, God's been good to you. God's been good to you. Can I look right in that camera and I talk to you right now? God's been good to you. you, you you're waiting for miracles, and I'm going to just tell you right now, don't, don't get frustrated in waiting for a miracle. Pause right now, take your Christmas Eve, and remember the fact that you're living in a miracle right now. A lot of you guys, you don't deserve that marriage you're in right now. Those kids that are sitting with you are a, marriage, a miracle right now. That home that you are in right now, that was, a, it was an answer to a prayer you prayed years ago. And it's very easy for us to forget the miracles of God while we're frustrated in the season we're in right now. Can we just pause this Christmas Eve and say, God, we thank you that you have done miracles for us. You have saved us. You have delivered us. Us, you have transformed us we might not be where we need to be but thank God we're not where we used to be he has done miracles in our life let me leave you with Lamentations 3 21 this Christmas Eve it says it like this this I call to mind and therefore I have hope this is what I think Mary did that day where there's so much chaos it's not what she expected the reality didn't come up to to the ideas in her mind but she called these things to mind she pondered them in her heart, and what was the result? She had hope, just like you can have hope this Christmas. Because of the Lord's great love, we're not consumed. I know this year's tried to consume you, but God's been good to us. For his compassions never fail. They are new every morning, and great is your faithfulness. God has been good to you. Your situation is messy. Here's the hope. Jesus does his best miracles in the midst of our messy situations. Let me remind you, remind you what God has said and remind you what God has done. If you'll do those two things, you will have hope this Christmas. Lord, we come to you throughout Tampa Bay, around the world, and Radiant Church Online. 
And this Christmas Eve, we need hope. There's so many people that are struggling, that are hurting, that are broken. Lord, I pray that in their messy situations, let them realize who is with them. Jesus, the miracle worker, who makes his home in the midst of messy situations. Bring them hope today. We find hope in these two things right now, Lord. We remember what you've said, and we take time to remember what you have done. You've been good to us. We will hold on to those things this Christmas Eve. In Jesus' name. With every eye closed, I know there's people at home right now, and you don't have a relationship with God. I want you to know you can. God loves you so much that while you were a sinner, he left heaven, he came down, he lived on this earth, he died a horrific death for your sins and for mine. That is the Christmas message that God came near to us. You say, well, Aaron, I'm very distant from God. God's not distant from you. And he wants to do a miracle in your life right now. The greatest miracle that Jesus does is the miracle of salvation. And he does it in the midst of messy, messy people. You say, Aaron, that's my life. I'm messy, I've got sin. But today, on Christmas Eve, I want to make a decision to give Jesus my life. I want him to do the miracle of salvation in the midst of my life. If that's you today, I want you to pray this prayer. Our audience here is going to pray it with me out loud. Let's say it like this. Say, dear Jesus, today I make a decision to give you my life, to give you my sin, my past, my present, and my future. For the rest of my life, I'm going to follow you. Be my Lord and be my Savior. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Come on, can we celebrate those who just made the best decision ever? Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For more information, visit us at weareradiant.com.